And as you're being seated, if you want to take your Bible and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're going to look at verses 12 through 19. And uh, if you want to, if you've got your church app, you can open it up and touch the Bible there, and it'll open up for you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 12 through 19. This morning, I want to look at the subject, quench not. And when you hear the expression of quenching, it relates to putting a fire out, to extinguish it. And the Bible talks about in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, it says to quench not the spirit. So it's telling us that God's spirit is like a fire and that it can be burning in our lives. And we're warned, cautioned. Actually, if you were to look at the grammar of how it was put together, it's actually a command that we not ever do anything to put out the fire of God's spirit when it's burning and moving. And yet it's amazing sometimes as Christians how that we do the opposite of what we know to do and what we should do. And as I thought about this, you know, the scriptures talk about us starting a fire, fanning a flame. Basically, we just talk about kindling a fire. And yet, as Christians, a lot of times we kindle fires that we should be quenching, and we quench fires that we should be kindling. You get what I'm saying this morning? That in the opposite we do, or we do the opposite of what we really should do in certain situations. To give you an example of this difference between kindling and quenching fires, if we were to look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, we would see the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy and telling him to stir up or fan into flame the gift of God that was given to him by the laying on of hands. So there the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy, when you were put in the ministry and when you were prayed for and hands were laid on you, the gift that God put on you, he said, to fan it into flame, to stir it up. So the Bible is very clear that this spiritual gift that God had given Timothy, that God expected him to keep it stirred up, to keep it kindled, to keep that fire burning. And yet we can look at the Bible and tell us there's an exact opposite fire. And that is if we were to look in James chapter 3 and in verses 5 and 6, we see that the Bible talks about the tongue. And that the tongue is a member of the body that can be set on fire. And it tells us that that fire is from hell. Now I hope that you obviously can agree and see with me that if something's a fire from hell, that fire needs to be quenched, right? The tongue that can do a lot of evil, the Bible talks about, is a fire that must be quenched when it gets out of control. And yet many times, even within the walls of the church, I have seen the fires of tongues be kindled when they need to be quenched. And yet I have seen the fires of God and the gifts of God that need to be kindled and somebody quenches it. And so a lot of times we do the opposite of what we should be doing. And so today I want us to look at these scriptures in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and see what the Lord has to say to us about the fires and the reality of what leads up to this verse about do not quench the Spirit. 
Here's what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So here in these first two verses that we're reading, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Thessalonica and he's saying that those who are in leadership, those who are in ministry over you, that we are to recognize them and to esteem them very highly and to do it in love so that we are peace among ourselves. Notice in verse 14 he says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and be patient with all. And see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. And so those next two verses, we're given a little clarity about the fact that if there are those who are unruly, then we need to warn them. But yet, as it talks about that, there's also those who are faint-hearted that they need to be comforted. And those who are weak that need to be upheld. And he tells us in the midst of all that, whether it's those who are unruly who need to be warned, if it's those who are faint-hearted that need to be comforted, or if it's those who are weak that need to be upheld, he says, be patient with all. And then he kind of summarizes that by saying, and don't give evil in return to anyone for the evil that they have done, but always pursue what is good for yourselves and for all. And so the Bible is telling us there that even when someone is doing evil against us, don't return evil to them, but in return, try to do good that will bring out good in them and good for us all. Now the next verse in verse 16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and every thing give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. And the word means there is means do not extinguish the fire of the Spirit of God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning and Lord, we come to you acknowledging that sometimes, Lord, in our fleshly ways, we, we do the opposite of what the Scripture tells us to do and what we should be doing. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you just help us to look at our own personal lives today and, and ask ourselves the question, am I kindling the fires of God and quenching the fires of Satan? Or do I sometimes get those things kind of backwards and quench the fire of God and kindle the fires of Satan? Lord, I pray, God, that you would just bring these scriptures alive to us, that we take a close look and make sure that we are fanning into flame the fires of God that are burning in our lives and in our churches that we need to burn brightly so that lives are touched and people are changed. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you the honor and the glory and the praise for all that's accomplished. And it's in your name we pray and all God's people said, amen. So when the Bible talks about quenching the spirit of God, there's basically two things that the Bible reveals to us about how that you can put out the fires of God. How that uh, God can be moving and manifest himself, but we can bring those fires down. And one clear way of putting a fire out is just to extinguish it, isn't it? If you've ever been uh, camping and you have a fire that's burning and you decide, okay, we're leaving the camp and we don't want this fire to be burning, you can either throw some dirt on it to smother it out or you can do something like throwing water on it, which basically extinguishes the fire. It, it basically puts the fire out. 
Well, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32, it talks about that which can actually put out the fire of God, that can quench it, and it's in a way that the Bible describes as grieving the Spirit of God. And I want to read that to you this morning in Ephesians chapter uh, uh, 4, verses 30 through 32. It says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And notice here, it starts to begin in verse 31 and 32 to talk about the things that would grieve the Spirit of God or that would quench the Spirit of God. It says, Let all bitterness... Wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking but put away from you with all malice. And then verse 32 tells us what the opposite should be. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. So we grieve the Spirit of God or we begin to extinguish the Spirit of God when we begin to express or reveal these things, these characteristics in our life. It says, let all bitterness. Bitterness is kind of like a cancer. When it gets inside of you, it will begin to eat you and eat up everyone around you. Bitterness is when you have a hard feeling or a sense of anger inside of you that has just kind of eat at you. It's got a grip of you. It's taking root in your life and it's taking hold of your life. And the truth be known that bitterness usually does more damage to the individual that is feeling this anger or this resentment or this hatred in their life. It's doing more damage to them than it is the person that they are angry towards. And that's the reason I said it's kind of like a cancer. It will eat inside you. And so the Bible is telling us that when we have bitterness in our heart and in our lives, then that is a fire that begins to burn inside of us that many times we kindle that fire when we should be what? Quenching that fire, putting that fire out. When bitterness is in our life, many times we will begin to think about the things that make us even more angry, that cause us to feel a sense of more feelings and emotions inside of us. And so we're kindling a fire inside of us that we should be quenching. And if you look at the Bible, God tells us to be forgiving, right? Matter of fact, in verse 32, it says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave us. And so when that fire begins to burn inside of us that is an evil fire, evil fire of bitterness, the Bible tells us that we can quench that fire by forgiving and get the bitterness out of our life. It goes on to talk about wrath and anger. And as I said, bitterness is usually developed from wrath, anger, or a sense of hurt inside of us that we hold on to. But when we have anger towards other people, then we are kindling that fire. And the more that we allow that fire to burn inside of us, the worse it gets inside of eating at us. Matter of fact, one of the verses in the Bible tells us that we're not to let the sun go down on our wrath or our anger. What's the Bible telling us? That is that when we have anger in our life, that fire needs to be put out quickly. We need to quench it. And yet when we hold on to this, you see a lot of times in our minds we think this, that uh, you know, if someone has hurt me or upset me or caused some emotional hurt in my life, then when they come begging for forgiveness, then we'll talk about forgiveness. But as I've read through the Bible, it tells us that if you know there's a problem between you and someone else, even before you bring your offerings to God, you go get that problem resolved and settled. Now the Bible doesn't say 
if they did you wrong, wait till they come to you. I challenge you to look for that and see if you can find it. It doesn't say when they come begging for forgiveness and they correct every wrong that they've done to you, forgive them. It says know that when you know there's a problem between someone else, go get it resolved. And we're reminded that if we're not willing to forgive others, God's not willing to forgive us. Which means there's a hindrance between us and God, which means we are quenching the fires of God that wants to burn in our life. Goes on to talk about evil speaking. Now you remember I told you about the scripture in James chapter 3 and I want you to listen to what this says in James chapter 3 I'm going to read it out of the NIV in verses 5 and 6 says likewise the tongue is a small part of the body but it makes great boast consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark and we have experienced and known even close by how that a small fire has got wildly out of control and consumed houses and forests and businesses. And so a small fire started by someone who thinks it's just something cute can get totally out of control. And so it's using that illustration to us in the Bible that just a small spark can destroy an entire forest. But verse 6 says, The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and it itself is set on fire by hell. So the Bible's telling us that when we allow our tongue to get out of control, and ways of our tongue getting out of control is when we are talking bad about other people and putting them down. And I just read to you in the scriptures in First uh, Thessalonians 5, especially those who are in leadership and minister to you, that you are to esteem them highly in love, that you are to give them a sense of respect. And yet when you cut down others and you talk about them, then you are setting a fire that is set on fire by hell. When you gossip about other people, then you're setting a fire that is a fire of hell. Have you ever noticed that it doesn't take very much, just like a little spark to get a big fire going? And if you'll pay very close attention to how little fires in gossip begin to spread from one person to another, it's usually like this. Somebody tells you something and says, hey, did you hear about the preacher? Or did you hear about his grandson or his, or his daughter or whatever? Did you hear about them? No. Well, let me tell you this, but don't tell anybody else. And then they tell you, and then you're going, really? Wow, I didn't know that. And then they run into somebody and say, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? No. Well, let me tell you, but don't tell anybody else. And they tell them, and say, oh, I didn't know that. And then they run into somebody, hey, did you hear so-and-so? No. Don't tell anybody else, but let me tell you this. And it just begins to spread and to spread. And what was a little spark that someone said, hey, I'm going to tell you, but don't tell anybody else, has now become a big fire. Now, I use myself as an illustration. I was watching to see if anybody's eyes got big, see if anybody's been telling anything on me. I don't know of anybody, but I can watch the eyes. A little fire begins to spread rapidly. And guess what those fires are? Fires that we should be quenching, not kindling. If somebody comes to you and starts talking about bad about somebody, you can kindle that fire by continuing to spread it, or you can by quench it by saying, listen, until I got some facts, I don't want to hear it. And you quench the fires. So the Bible is telling us 
that when we should be quenching fires, many times we are kindling fires. We're causing them to burn brighter. So the Bible's telling us that when we quench the Spirit of God, we are extinguishing it. We're putting it out because we're doing the exact opposite of what God would have us to do. Forgiveness, love, giving respect, honor. Those are the things that keep the fire burning. But yet when those things are the exact opposite of bitterness, wrath, and anger in our lives, then we need to extinguish those not extinguish the Spirit of God. So we quench the fire of God when we extinguish it by smothering it and by putting it out, by doing the things that are the exact opposite of what God would have us to do. But another way that you can put a fire out is not only by smothering it or extinguish it by putting dirt on it or pouring water on it, but you can also put a fire out or quench it by ignoring it. That's when you just let the fire burn till there's nothing left to burn and it just goes out. I was looking at what the Apostle Paul said to uh, Timothy in 2 Timothy about fanning into flame the fire. But he also made a statement that I want to read to you in 1 Timothy. In chapter 4 and verse 14 it says that Paul said to Timothy, Do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Now, there's two expressions that Paul has used there about fanning in the flame. So he's telling Paul, or Timothy that he needs to keep the fire going, to kindle it, to keep that fire of the gift of God. But he also tells him, he says, do not neglect that gift, which means don't ignore the gifts and the talents and the things that God desires for you to do in your life and allow the fire to burn out. What Paul was trying to make sure that Timothy did was that he didn't receive a gift from God and not use that gift, which would in turn allow the fire of God to burn out instead of continuing to burn in his life. And many times in our life, we do the same thing. We, we neglect the gift that God has given us or the talents or the abilities that God has given us to use for his glory and for his good. And when we neglect that, it's basically ignoring the fire and allowing the fires to burn out that God sets inside of us. Did you know that you can be a good Christian and not do wrong things, come to church on Sunday, sing the songs, and go back home but yet you can be ignoring the gifts that God has for you and putting out the fire of God in your life. Quenching the fire by not surrendering yourself to what God wants you to do. You see, for every person in here, God has some gifts and talents and abilities that he has given you and blessed you with, just like Paul was talking about Timothy. And God gives those to you not for you to be able to say, wow, look at this. What a great gift to have and never use it for anything for the glory of God. God doesn't give you that gift to say, you know what? I don't want to wire this gift out, so I'm just going to save it for a rainy day. God doesn't give that to you. God gives you and I gifts to use for his glory and for his good to touch other people's lives. And therefore, the Apostle Paul told Timothy, he said, I don't want you to neglect this gift. I want you to keep it kindled, keep it burning inside you. And the way that you keep something burning or going is that you keep adding to the fuel of the fire. This week, I told you that we had a tremendous uh, week of revival and people's lives were touched and people were changed. And some of those who were involved in the uh, choir that were from our church 
I could see them up there clapping and praising the Lord. I could see smiles on their face. I saw them swaying in. He's not here today, but I think it'd be all right. I even saw Mark Jameson swaying in the choir. He was swaying back and forth. The Spirit of God was upon him. He's not here today because they went to visit some family, but uh, you could tell that the Spirit of God was touching him. And when that's happening, that's fueling the fire. Now, you can quench the fire by going, okay, nobody else is swaying. I'm, I better not sway either. I don't want you to answer, but have you ever kind of felt like raising your hand, but nobody around you was raising the hand? That's one of the reasons I said on the front pew, I, I don't want anybody to quench my fires. And so if I feel like raising my hand, I'm going to raise my hand. If I feel like kneeling, I'm going to kneel. But a lot of times in our lives, we look at what other people are doing around us and we neglect what God is wanting to do in us and through us and we quench the fires instead of kindling the fires. Let me encourage you, if, if God wants you to raise your hand, you raise your hand. If God wants you to kneel to your knees, then you kneel to your knees. Because when you do that, you are basically fueling the fire of God that is inside of you and God is using you in some way for his glory. During this week, during the revival, I was usually at the front, but occasionally I would look back just to see a sea of hands that were raising and see even people praising the Lord because it was fueling the fire inside of me. You see, a lot of times when God is speaking to us and he wants to either minister through us, you see, a lot of times we may, God may be speaking to us about raising our hands or praising the Lord in some way or saying amen. And we may not realize that it's God is using that for someone else even as much as it is for us. It might be somebody that's close to you that they're, they're inside and they're, they're feeling like doing something, but they're suppressing it because nobody else is doing it. And when you raise your hand, they're going, oh, all right. Oh, thank you. Whoa, that felt good. And many times, especially in Baptist churches, we suppress God's spirit. We quench it instead of kindling it because we're concerned about what everybody else is doing. Or we suppress God's spirit because God has given us gifts and talents, but we're not stirring them up inside of us. We're neglecting those gifts. And over the years, I've been pastoring for 25 years, and over those years, I've had people that had natural gifts and talents and I've approached people and said, hey, could you do so-and-so? Because you, you definitely got the tools, you got the gifts, you got the talents. No, I, I do that at work. I don't want to do that at church. Poosh. And you know what? Not only did they put out the fire in their own life, they put out a little spark in my life. You see, it works both ways. You can either kindle fires or you can quench fires. And here's the question we got to come to it in our lives, and that is, am I extinguishing fires or am I igniting fires for God's glory? When it comes to the things that have bitterness and anger and wrath and those things of gossiping, am I kindling those fires or am I extinguishing those fires? You see, the choice is for any one of us. We can do whatever we choose to do, but the Bible is telling us that we can quench God's spirit. We can, matter of fact, the Bible he tells us we can resist God's spirit. I want you to listen to this verse in Acts chapter 7 and verse 51. Now, I hate this expression, but 
It says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Stiff-necked. Obviously easy to understand that you're just too rigid. Uncircumcised meaning you're not allowing God to tender your heart and cut away that which is callous from your heart and your ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your father did and so do you. The Bible tells us we can resist, we can quench, we can grieve God's Spirit. Or we can do like the Apostle Paul was trying to encourage Timothy. That is, fan into flame the things are of God. I said that many times within Christianity, we do the exact opposite of what we should do. What we should be kindling, we quench. Let's kindle this. Let's kindle the expressions of praise to God. Let's kindle the gifts that God has given us. Let's kindle the opportunities that God has given us to serve him. Let's kindle the fires of God's spirit moving and let's keep the fire burning. But let's quench the things of bitterness and anger and gossip. Let's quench the things that are resisting God so that we can see God's fire burning in our lives. I asked a question this morning, and that is, are you kindling the right kind of fires and quenching the ones that need to be quenched? God says, don't quench the Spirit of God. I'll ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. What kind of fires are burning in your life? You see, as we've read through the scriptures, if we're kindling the fires of God, then there's going to be expressions of praise. There's going to be the desire to serve God. There's going to be taking advantage of the opportunities to do good. Those are the things that kindle the fires of God. But yet Paul said, don't quench the fires of God. And we quench it by extinguishing, by doing exactly the opposite of what God would have us to do or just by ignoring or neglecting the gifts that God has given us, resisting God's spirit. What are you doing today? My prayer is that in your life, you are kindling the fires of God in your life. If God has given you a gift, if he's given you an opportunity, then kindle the fire and see what God can do. If there's things that have come in your life that have created anger, bitterness, hard feelings, opportunities to gossip, those are the fires you need to quench. Lord, we come to you this morning, and Lord, I thank you, God, so much for the fires that we felt burning during this week of revival. And Lord, from those fires, we saw people's lives were touched, people were healed, Marriages were touched. People surrendered to do what was right in their eyes. Lord, those are all the things that those fires need to be burning and burning brightly. And yet, Lord, so many times we get on the negative and neglecting. And when we get hung up on the negative and the neglecting, we get a point in our lives that we are putting the fires out. And Lord, I don't want to ever do anything that the Bible describes as quenching the Spirit, resisting the Spirit, grieving the Spirit of God. Lord, I want to do that which fans into flame. 
And Lord, I pray that for every person in here today, they'll take a close look at their own personal life and ask the question, am I kindling the right fires and quenching the negative ones? Am I keeping the fires of God burning? Or am I allowing a fire to burn inside of me of bitterness and anger and gossiping and evil speaking? What kind of fires am I kindling in my personal life? And let me tell you this this morning, that God honors those who quenches the evil fires and kindles the fires of God. It's your choice. You can either kindle it or you can quench it. Which choice will you make this morning? Lord, I just want to lift up to you, God, each person in this service. And God, I know that you have given gifts and talents and abilities and opportunities to so many people. And Lord, my, my whole prayer this morning, God, is that you would kindle a fire inside of them that they would keep the fuel feeding into it to keep that fire burning. And Lord, my prayer also is that if there's anyone who is kindling the wrong fires, God, they would decide this morning, I'm gonna quench the evil fires and I'm gonna kindle the fires of God. Lord, have your precious will done in our lives and Lord, we'll give you the glory and the praise for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray, amen.